podcast where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month, we are empowering parents and children to rise above worldliness and to hold on to their values. Today, we're going to talk about forming boundaries. And back with me to help me do this this week is Danielle Porman. Welcome back, Danielle. Thank you, Denise. It's great to be here again. The scripture for today's episode is taken from Psalm 16, verses 5 and 6. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I love this scripture. I know I say that a lot because I love God's word, but the word portion has been a word that the Lord has had on my heart for like the past year. And even today, it was just a place of worship for me because God is enough. His portion for us is enough. We or our kids are not missing out if there are things we cannot do or have because maybe they're against biblical values. And really sometimes we're missing out on evil, but it can be so hard sometimes to hold the line, can't it, Danielle? What, what are some boundaries you have in your home? I love that question that you asked. It's very hard to hold the line. Wow. Mm-hmm. It is so very hard to hold the line when you set those boundaries and remain faithful to what you know to be true. Um, I know it's something that I really struggle with, and I'm sure that there are parents listening today who struggle with this as well. But I want to offer some encouragement that uh, some older women and older moms have encouraged me with over the years is that we are not alone in this battle for our children's minds and hearts. Mm. And seeing it as a battle for our children's minds and hearts, um, maybe different, a different view than what some of you listening may have viewed it as before. Perhaps you've never viewed it as a battle, but indeed it is um, because we have little hearts and minds that we are training for the Lord. And the enemy is hard at work. Even if we don't always sense it, he is still working for our children's hearts and minds. And so setting boundaries helps us cultivate those values that we talked about last week and instill them in our children. So one boundary that we set in our home is content, Uh, TV, music, and reading. Uh, You know, Denise, the world today and for quite some time is R rated. Mm-hmm. And it is full of shadows everywhere. And it's it can be a scary place for us and for our kids. Yeah. And so the things that we watch and listen to need to reflect things that are true and good and beautiful. And these things uh, should in some way point us back to our creator and cause us to reflect on who God is and and glorify him in some way. And so our children um, in our house, they must ask us before they turn on television and they must ask us, uh, tell us what they are watching and get our permission before they continue watching or listening to said music or television. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Now, it's a bit easier in our family because we don't have cable television. We made that decision long ago. Um, one, because it's very expensive. And two, because family, uh, we just read a lot. And so it, it doesn't really make sense for us to have that. Um, but we do have like streaming services like Netflix and Disney Plus. But as you know, nothing is 100% uh, safe for our kids today. Uh, there are many times where we as parents, my husband and I will watch shows or movies with our preteen daughter uh, so we can talk about the themes that she that we're seeing uh, from a biblical point of view. So we don't ever say, um, no, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't. Now, there are some that we do say that to because of, of certain content that's just not appropriate as Christians to watch. Um, but there are some things that... Um, we watch with her so we can talk about uh, the, the different elements and get those questions going uh, with her from a biblical point of view. That's so good that you watch the movies with her. And, and you know, we did the same thing, and, and we honestly didn't have cable television for many years, uh, and now we do, but then I have a code for the TV. <laughs> And oh so yeah. Like, there's like three channels we watch. I'm like, why do we even have this? But, <laughs> um, but you know, it is so good to have those boundaries. And one thing as we were talking that just really hit me is we don't have boundaries if we don't keep them. Easy to say, this is what I believe, this is what we stand for, but if we don't keep them, it really isn't. And so teaching our kids values just that we say we live by is very different than values that we truly live by. Um, and I, I think one thing too for me is I want my kids to know my heart. And so I always explain to them, especially as they got older, so here's what God has put in my heart, why we can't do this, you know, because those questions would come up. And so just kind of like what you're saying, walking beside them. And, you know, another thing for me uh, with boundaries is purity. And uh, this is always a tough subject. You know, it's one of those like people, mm -hmm. maybe parents dread the birds and the bees discussion. <laughs> but <laughs> this um, passport to purity that I did with my children. And um, you go away with that child and you have a book and you do it together and there's activities that you do and, um, and you have the discussion and it's all about an emphasis on purity. And there's one that I'll, one example from the book that I'll never forget um, and he talks about when you make a decision ahead of time, right now, where your boundaries are going to be with purity. You know, there's this cliff. And what, what are you going to do on that cliff? You know, what are you going to allow yourself to do before marriage? And the answer really is don't get on the cliff. You know, um, but sometimes people will say, well, I think this is okay. And, or I think that's okay before marriage. And so I really tried to focus on, okay, so you think that, but what does God's word say? You know, and so Passport to Purity yeah. was really, I highly recommend that because it's making that decision ahead of time. And there was one statement in there too, where uh, the person was choosing not to drink alcohol and people were mocking the person. And, and he just said, at any point I could become just like you, but you cannot become just like me. You know, when you oh, cave wow. and you become impure, you know, it, does God forgive? Yes, but you've got the scars and you've got the damage. And it's so beautiful to say you're empowered right now. You get to choose. You know, are you going to walk with God? Because here's God's standard. And so purity is one of those ones that we spent quite a bit 
of time on um, because it is a battle and we didn't allow our kids to date. Um, even in high school, um, I saw just wreckage of that in other people's lives, even calling it courtship, which can be like a Christianese word that sounds nice, but if yeah. we don't hold those boundaries, it's not nice. <laughs> you know. No, I've seen it. So, but now as adults, my kids, you know, that's what's sort of hard. It's like, oh, they're at college. Are you really going to meet them? I do because my kids will talk to me about the character of the person and, you know, hmm, they didn't have the same standard here. And, you know, how d is this wise? And so I just think purity is so important. And in a, a sin saturated um, culture that we live in, where you just turn on the TV, or if you go into the you know, grocery store, my kids used to know with me that I would flip all the magazines over so they wouldn't be <laughs> violated, right? And so sometimes they would like, you know, they, they would look the other way. They were trained. I'm going to look the other way, you know. Um, but sometimes you flip over the magazine, the other side's just as bad. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one time I spoke to um, a person in a bookstore and I told him this, and I held up the magazine, this is despicable that mm. you would have this at the eye range of a child. Mm-hmm. And they were basically like, well, take it up with the, you know, headquarters of the bookstore. And I'm like, hmm. So, but it's worth the fight, parents. You know, it is worth the fight and helping them understand why we're called the purity. So that's, that was a huge one in our home. Yeah, I really, I really like that, Denise. The, I'm familiar with the passport to purity and that is on my radar. My daughter is 12 and she will be 13 in February. And so um, I am on that road to, to mm. doing that with her. And so definitely going to make note of that. And any other parents listening, go ahead and look that up too. I highly encourage you to put that on your radar. Mm. Um, I, I like what you said about your mom um, turning the magazines over mm -hmm. because that made me think of my mom because she, she did the exact same thing in the grocery stores. And I find myself, um, either doing that in the checkout line or we actually just go to a different checkout line um, yeah. that, that doesn't have certain magazines there. Um, and I, I think back um, to those things that my mom did and I, I'm so much better for that because she was trying to help me uh, protect my eyes and my thoughts and keep my focus on the word of God and my parents did so many things like that for me. Um, and I think of my dad um, who really instilled in me from a very young age, uh, number three, a work ethic and an accountability to contribute. And this is a wonderful boundary that we have set in our household. Uh, I know that this may not uh, apply to everyone today, but I did come from a home that instilled those things in me and a desire to contribute to my family. Um, my dad would give me projects that often tested my limits. Mm. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> my limits did not break. Mm. They only grew stronger. Um, he, he knew he had wisdom to know what my boundaries were and how far he could stretch them enough to challenge me and ins keep instilling those values in me. So he, he knew what the boundaries were and it helped me so much in later years when 
but life happened to give me a lot more than I could handle. And so I, for that reason, I believe that work ethic in our children is really important. So in our house, um, our children do chores. Um, even my son, when he was two years old, he would just take clothes out of the laundry basket and put them, like just toss them as much as he could reach in the washing machine for me. And he still does that. Um, and it's chores for our kids cannot um, always be pleasant to them, but chores are just something that's essential to living together as a family, you know? Mm, yeah. And, you know, sometimes you can feel guilty uh, with work ethic because, you know, you, you feel called to do some things and you're like, oh, I should be doing everything for my kids. But it's actually them learning to imitate that work ethic, you know, and to serve that really helps them as well. Absolutely. And I know that in our family, we have a helping half hour, I call it, where the kids and I do chores together for 30 minutes. And this helps them see that mom really does chores, you know, outside the hours of 4 a.m. and 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's a great time for us to, to be together. And even when they're little, creating those habits for them uh, is, is really important. And we just go around the house and we do them together. And um, it's just a wonderful time of, of being together. Now, did you say 4 a.m. as in you wake up at 4 a.m. every day? I do. I do. That's beautiful. Wow. Is that <laughs> like to do writing and things like that? It's to do writing and um, teaching English to Chinese oh, that's children right. in China. That's right. I remember that. Okay. Yes. Wow. Well, and that's such an example, you know, to your children too. And because my kids will say, mom, because I'll be up at like five, five thirty, mm -hmm. and sometimes later, depending on if I'm really worn out, but uh, it is a good example. I think when our kids see that, you know, we're diligent. And so mm -hmm. that's a, that's a great value to instill um, and boundary to have as well. So another one for me is relationships, you know, bad mm -hmm. company corrupts good morals. This is something my kids heard me say many times. And now that bad company can actually be a TV show. Uh, it can actually be a sibling if we're not being godly to one another, or it can be ourselves. Um, but the big thing was I didn't want them to be self-righteous and thinking, oh, other people are the bad company and, you know, we can't hang around them. It wasn't like that. But it was noticing the behavior. If people were trying to be cool, I had this phrase I said to my kids, uh, being cool is being a fool. Um, we're not about that, that cool life. <laughs> and, and the reason why was I didn't like the disrespect and my kids could pick up on it. You know, if they heard a kid talking back to their, another person's parent or something. And, and so it would corrupt good morals. And so that was a boundary line. And, and I remember telling my son, Daniel, when I let him do baseball, and that was a big decision. You know, I was like, okay, this is like a non-Christian event that we're participating in. And there were other non-Christian things we did. Um, you have to be like Christ in these environments. You have to choose that you're not going to start doing what they do. So, for instance, I bet you're going to hear some curse words fly in that dugout. Yeah. And so uh, I hear one of those come out of your mouth, you're done. <laughs> You know, that was the, mm -hmm. and he remembered that and he never did. And, and it was, he was a light to the team, you know, and sometimes they make fun of you, you know, cause you're different, 
but we're called to be different. And I think we have to prepare our kids for that. That you know what, you're in a fallen world. And you know, why did, why did I uh, flip all those magazine things over? Why did I do the different things I've done? It's because uh, this is an evil world, but I do have to let you know about that so you can be prepared for it. And so helping them see that relationships, I had to have boundaries there and that protected them, but I wanted them to always understand why without judging other people. It wasn't about, I'm better than you. It was, you know what, that, that person might influence you away from Christ. So here's what your time with them is going to look like. It's going to be brief. <laughs> you know, it's going to be with accountability, different things like that. So, yeah, we do the same thing in our house. You know, I never want my children to think um, that judgment or shame should prevent them from coming to me with anything, even if have sinned, especially. Mm. Um, I, I don't want them to think that I'm, I'm going to judge them or shame them for the sin that they've committed when they're coming to me and confessing that sin. And so we have very open conversations all of the time in our home. We talk openly about everything. Um, conversations connect us and help our children feel more comfortable keeping short accounts with us. Mm. Uh, which brings us to number five, accountability to parents is a boundary that we have, obedience and respect. From the time my children could walk, I was slowly training obedience in them. You know, you think uh, even with toddlers, you're, or those that are just starting to crawl, you know, as an infant, you're training them in the places that they can go for their safety and not go for their safety. Um, that's a slow training of obedience. And then as they get older, hopefully that obedience training will grow into a desire to respect those boundaries that have been placed upon them for the reasons that we've been discussing. And this was a natural training for my daughter to keep short accounts with me, much like we do with the Lord. Uh, we confess our sins to the Lord and we ask for forgiveness and so our hope is that we would want to do that with our children too, um, so that we can guide them back on the righteous path. Um, and if parents aren't, aren't used to having those conversations with their children, you know, it's, it's honestly never too late to start having any conversation with your children. So true. One of the books that I uh, read in part of my parenting training for myself, I read, I ingested a lot of books, but one was what the Bible says about child training by, I think it's Richard Fugate. And he started training his kids when they were teens, you know, so he was later yeah. in life. And some people hear that word training. They're like, training your kids. I've had people say that to me before. And I'm like, well, the Bible says train up your child the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not turn away from it. But here's the thing. Um, I think a lot of times when we're trying to raise our kids, we, it's so easy. I, I know for me, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Mm. And so it was one of those things of trying to teach my kids, this is a totally different culture than the world around you. And so I, I love what you're sharing there about obedience and respect. These are totally not the things that we see in our culture. Um, so I can imagine some people are listening to this and thinking that their priorities are different. That's okay. We'd love to hear the boundaries you have for your children. Share them in the comments. But I also think what is important here is the heart of the matter. 
This is not about being legalistic or overprotective or having the same boundaries as someone else. The Holy Spirit leads us into the boundaries we need. But there's a sheltering, if you will, that parents need to do. We need to protect our children and prepare them to be able to handle the world. The devil is out to steal away hearts and minds with lies. And it can be so difficult for kids with the social pressures, bullying, comparison, gossip, and the herd mentality. When we protect our kids and help them to get wisdom, they're able to discern and resist the social pressures so they can be godly young men and women. Yes, that is so, so true and so good. It's really a good encouragement to all of us as parents. And maybe some of you have not considered boundaries or maybe some of you still feel like rules are mean. Once no, in a I've while, been there. <laughs> <laughs> once in a while, y'all, I still feel that way. I do. And that's why it's so uh, important for us as Christian parents to just encourage one another to keep guiding our children and pointing one another to Christ. And we actually have a devotional with each episode now to help you take and apply the truths that you're learning in these uh, podcasts that you've been listening to. So we invite you to use the free devotional download for each episode to consider and pray about the boundaries that God places on your heart. Yes, and y'all, Danielle is the author for our devotional downloads for the Scene Deep podcast, and she has just been doing a beautiful job with it. So if you've been listening to some different episodes recently, and you're like, what? I didn't know there was a devotional download. You can just go on denisepass.com and go to Seeing Deep Podcast. And each of the podcast episodes, you ha- you should see there a little download button. Uh, and it'll be just such an encouragement to you. Yes. Thanks, Denise. And it's really been a blessing to write these devotionals and pray over them. And I pray that it will bless readers as well. And friends listening today, as you think about boundaries, I invite you to also consider what goals do you have for your child, spiritual or otherwise? And what goals do they have? This will help you think about boundaries that you need to help put in place to help achieve your goals for them and goals that they have for themselves. Yes. And you know, I just want to encourage some listening to I remember when I became a mom and I was completely clueless. I didn't have a background at all in how to be a mama. And so all these things that we're talking about here, it wasn't like, oh, I was the perfect mom from day one. No, (laughs) not even close. (laughs) But what I did do was I hungered after God's word and I sought out to be equipped. And, you know, it was please help me to do this job well, because I really felt a strong accountability from God that how I parented, I was going to be accountable. And so um, that was a real, um, what I want to say, encouragement to me that I wanted to do the best that I could. So as you consider those boundaries that lie in pleasant places, remember boundaries don't prevent fun. They keep out pain. Sin destroys. So don't sit on the fence. Set boundaries formed from scripture that will help to protect and shape your child's heart so they are prepared for the real world. 
Next week, we will have Lynn Cowell with us, and she's the author with uh, Proverbs 31 Ministries, and she'll be talking about empowering your child to face the uncertainties of this fall, especially with the pandemic and going back to school for some, and some are homeschooling and they haven't before. It's a challenging season. So, Danielle, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Denise. It has really been a blessing to be here. Well, it's been a joy. Y'all have been listening to the Seeing Deep podcast, where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems.